Hello, and welcome to the Fearless Storyteller Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan Freckleton. Have you ever noticed how fear stops us from creating and sharing our best work? Join the Fearless Storyteller as we explore the heart and soul of writing stories, songs, and scripts that sell with the people who write them. Each guest has their own unique hero's journey and insights into the intersections between limiting beliefs and success. Luz C. Gonzalez is the founder and force behind the Passion to Profit Blueprint and Limitless Movement. Her goal is to help others rock at thriving in their online businesses, and story is a big part of that equation in the blueprint she teaches. I had the opportunity to be her guest on her Facebook group, Digital Titans, where we dug deeper into applying the principles of story to telling the story of our own businesses. If you've ever thought about creative self-employment, or are currently doing so now, you may find something that helps propel your business toward increased sales, all with the power of your heroic story. This podcast won't be relevant to everybody, but if this is you, I hope you'll find some great value from the conversation we're about to have. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Digital Titans show. Uh, super excited to have our guest here. So as I had mentioned, we are now going to be doing all of the trainings in this group. So before it was happening on my timeline going forward, invite all of your friends. They want to be part of this group because all of these interviews, these live trainings, all of the action is happening in here. You want to be here. Uh, all right. And many, many, many more goodies coming your way. Today is an amazing day. Uh, also, I think I talked about this yesterday, happy start of December, last month of the year. Decade is right around the corner. The year is ending, so finish strong. This is not the time to be like, woo, done. This is the time to finish your goals, bring your goals all the way to the end of the year. Show up. Today, we are going to be talking about storytelling for business. You've probably heard about storytelling maybe you have it i know it was um actually not so long ago it's probably maybe like a year a year ago that i first understood the the power of story and then i read a book that's really really good uh if you guys want a resource it's called uh, it's called story brand so if you guys want additional resources that's a fantastic book that you guys can pick up and it speaks about just like the power of story and all of you guys here, either you already have a business or you are trying to start a business so you can create freedom, you know, location time and financial freedom in your life. And if you want to make money in your business, one component of you having the success that you want to have and making more money and making more sales and growing a larger audience is going to be storytelling. And today I have an expert who has been working on storytelling for many, many, many years. And this is what he focuses on. So when I first met Ethan, I was like, oh my God, you talk about story. I've been wanting to bring somebody to talk about story on the show. Uh, so super excited to have you here. If you guys are, hey, Patricia says live. So if you are here live, hashtag live, you're watching this on the replay, let me know, hashtag replay. Uh, and as you guys, as we go through the training, definitely let us know your top questions. If you, you know, you hear something, you're like, oh my God, that was so good. Just like write it in the comments. We are super, like, I am here for the engagement. We can, this is a space where we like 
bring the energy, like the hallelujahs, the amens, the preach, the like, let's go, whatever it is, whatever moves you, uh, bring that energy to our interview. Cool. So as you guys know, this is the Digital Titan Show. And what we do in this show, in this, these interviews, is I bring on experts and I do trainings to have you launch and grow your business online so you can create a life of financial location and time independence and freedom, whatever that means to you. So that's what we're doing here. And today on the show, we have Ethan Freckleton. Did I say your last name correctly? You did it. Great. Well done. Great. Awesome. Yay. Um, and Ethan is an ex expert in storytelling. So I'm going to read a little bit here and then he's going to tell us a little bit more about himself. So when Ethan isn't writing or podcasting, so he is the, um, he's the host of the Fearless Storyteller, right? Yep. Podcast. You got it. Yep. There yep. it is. Um, and so when he's not writing or podcasting, he is helping award-winning filmmakers, best-selling authors, and other self-employed creatives make a living and sharing their best work. He works with clients on storytelling, and he's had some amazing results in terms of helping them make more impact, make more money through the power of storytelling. And uh, again, super excited to have you here. So before I jump into the like the content, into the deep end, into the weeds, mm. I like to keep things you know a little bit fun, a little bit light. I hope that what you guys see in this group is that yes, we're here to do important work, but we have fun while we do it. So one of the questions that I like to ask people on the show is, what is your spirit animal and why? So we get to know you a little mm. bit better. Ethan, what's your spirit animal? Well, last time I checked which was about four or five years ago. I was in a guided meditation doing life coach training when I was getting certified as a life coach. Um, just came to me the eagle, the bald eagle. Yeah. yeah. Why? Why do, you, why do you feel connected to the eagle? I've always been drawn to things that fly and also just something about birds, a little mystique. Yeah a lightness that they have, you know, in their bones, but they're yeah. really powerful at the same time. Mm, that's beautiful. That's really cool. I mm. went to a, um, a training with uh, Bo Eason. I don't know if you guys have heard of Bo. He's amazing. Wrote a great book. That, another one that I recommend. It's called There Is No B Plan for Your A Game. Super good book. But anyway, mm. at that training, we, uh, his, he, he did a lot of performance art. And that's when I really started getting into understanding the, the power of story. And so he actually had us like embody these different animals. So you would go through your mm. day actually being the animal. So that's cool. That's so like, fun. Yeah, it was really fun. Yeah. It was super cool. So Ethan, tell us a little bit more about how you arrived at this place of storytelling, empowering business owners to use the power of story so they can achieve their business outcomes. How did you get to storytelling? Right. Um, well, the shortest story is that I've been studying story for a long, long time, um, whether it related to telling story songs in terms of songwriting or writing short fiction or long form fiction or screenwriting. So yeah. there's all sorts of resources around telling the hero's journey or character arcs. And we kind of are the characters of our own lives. And the more and more I've gotten deep into coaching and business, the more and more I realized that 
it really does apply um, in terms of this kind of arc of we like story is my business because I sell books and I sell songs. But if you're selling what you're doing and creating an emotional connection with somebody in resonance and positioning yourself to be relevant with somebody, you too are telling a story, Mm -hmm. um, whether or not you know it yet. And once I had that realization, um, it was a lot easier for me to shift my coaching business. Um, so this is my second time going around doing a coaching business. The yeah. first time I was eager and fresh out of coach training. And I'm like, yes, transformation. Here we go. We're going to do all that inner work and journey and overcome our limiting beliefs. And yeah. yes, it's going to be so good. And I'm such a great active listener. And I tell people about it and they just kind of look at me and they go, that's cool. You know, or, you know, or they seem excited but no matter how much i worked to write blog posts and tell people about what i was doing i wasn't seeing results Mm -hmm. and this was and this was before i started seriously writing fiction um Mm. and and it took me in everything i've done it's taken me having a mentor Mm. to kind of see my blind spot and have that aha moment and for me um, yeah so getting a business mentor who understood story i was like oh yeah no brainer i understand character arcs and if i position myself and look at the way i'm talking and writing about myself in in that way i'm getting a lot more lean in from people that i talk to yeah 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 awesome so you have literally been writing stories and focusing on storytelling for years. You're, mm. you're focused on that through your podcast. You have been writing them. So you've been writing fiction, songs, like all of these components of story, which is why when I first met Ethan, I was, I was, I was just like, oh my God, I have to bring you to my group and I have to, we have to talk about what are some of the things that you know when it comes to bridging those two worlds, the world mm. of business and bridging the world of storytelling and how can business owners so everyone here again either you guys have a business or you want to get into business you want to create that life of freedom and so how can one of the additional tools on your your you know cool toolbox be storytelling so let's dive yeah. in and talk a little bit more about storytelling and the how-tos and what are the relevant things that that you know the digital titans here need to know about storytelling when it pertains to business. So, yeah. So what, like, if we were to think about, you know, the, like the things that that business owners do need to know about telling their stories, what stories do they need to be telling? Let's start. Hey, Carlos, are you here? Well, maybe just mention the, I think the goal of telling a story in an intentional way um, that maybe you feel good about is to instantly be seen as an authority and not somebody um, who's your peer or behind you, right? So positioning yourself as a mentor is an important part of storytelling and not in a phony way, but in a way in which you embrace what's amazing and powerful about you. So for example, um, when you were reading my introduction and you talked about how I work with award-winning filmmakers and best-selling authors and 
I think honest, I was doing that work before I had a good story. And once I wrote that down and like made that part of my positioning statement, like instead of questioning like what relevance and value I have to just anybody I talk to, it's like, oh yeah, I'm helping people who are kicking butt and, you know, making a living and I'm helping them have a better quality journey along the way. They were already successful and they're getting more successful because of the work we're doing. And like just telling our own story in a way that we can embody and feel powerful in, I think that's a good reason to, mm-hmm. to focus on storytelling. You know, like yeah. when I ask, when yeah. I ask you, Luz, what do you do, right? Did you ever have a time when you dreaded that question? Yes. Yeah, me too, right? Yeah. And why was that, do you think? I think, well, I think one of the reasons, and maybe you guys here who are watching, you guys have felt this, I think at some point, and I know we're going to be talking about niching at some point. I think I felt like all over the place. I think that there were so many things that I wanted to do. And I was like, well, I could do this. I could do that. I'm working with people like I can do so many things. My breadth of experience allows me to to do all the things. But if you do all the things that you can't do any one thing well. Uh, And so I think the dread came from like, well, what's my focus going to be? And like, oh, my God, if I choose the thing. Am I saying no to the other things? And it was also then the communication of what is the thing, right? How do I communicate this thing that I understand, but it takes me like a paragraph to explain to you what I do. Yeah. Now now I'm like, I got it. <laughs> but in the past, yeah. it's painful. Yeah, I get that. And, and in, in person, it's even harder because you don't have the words in front of you. It's like if you're balancing 10 different what do I do ideas, right? Like. Am I going to have that quick recall? Of, and so, you know, another reason to tell a story is to let your ideal client, if you have that figured out, is to let your ideal client see themselves in your story, right? Like figure out a way to be emotionally relevant, or relevant to your ideal client's journey and so what they're going through. Emotionally relevant. To your ideal client's journey okay yes these are little snippets like you can write that one down and these are the things we're doing right we're positioning ourselves as a mentor and in a way that we are strong and capable but also inviting somebody in enough to see my flaws and my vulnerability and my past so that they can see if they have a struggle that I'm letting them see that I had the same struggle. Right. And I know how to deal with it. Right. So you're becoming relevant. And then when you're relevant to your client in your story, then they're going to lean in and want to know more about what you do. And if you're missing that piece, it can, can have all sorts of conversations and knock yourself out working crazy hours every week, trying to figure things out. And like, why aren't I getting more business? Maybe it's not that I need to have more conversations. Maybe it's I just need that missing skill of starting my conversations in a way that sets me up for success. Hmm. That allows me to both be a mentor and be approachable and relevant. I hope you guys are writing this down. So Hmm. position yourself as a mentor through your stories so and also do it in a way where you're not so like 
above everybody else. You're not like, I, I have arrived and I am perfect and peons there, right? Like that is not what we're going for. It is, I have gained some skills. I know some things through the things that I've been learning and the journey that I've been on. And here's a bit more of my experience. And like, here's where I've struggled. So you don't have to feel like you're alone. You don't have to feel like you can't do the things that I'm doing. So as so you guys think of your position yourselves as mentors in your storytelling, that's going to be really, really powerful. Exactly. Yeah. And, and the key part that you, that you mentioned there in passing is I'm not talking to the client about, or the potential client about their story. I'm talking about my story. And it just so happens that I'm surfacing the details that are going to let them see themselves reflected in that. It's a yeah. subtle, it's a subtle little shift, but instead of going, Hey, you know, leading with, Hey, you need to be telling a story because you, you know, it's the only way you're going to get business. It's, Hey, the first time I was in business, I really struggled with this. You know, I'm doing great now. I'm living my dream life. I'm full-time author and coach, but it wasn't always easy for me. Right. Like I've really struggled with this until Mm -hmm. I found my mentor and had those aha moments and turned things mm -hmm. around. So I think that you bring up something that's really important and interesting. And I think many people, they might, might actually traditionally steer away from, and that is talking about your struggles, right? As business mm -hmm. owners and entrepreneurs, so often we're like, well, we have to be all perfect and like get it all right all the time. Oh, and yeah. what we're hearing from you, Ethan, is actually... Mm -hmm you to be more powerful and to have more impact and for you to change the lives and lead to the transformation that you want to lead to as an entrepreneur it is actually really important for you to speak about like the struggles you went through yeah there's great power in being vulnerable and i understand that's not an easy thing and in fact that's why i have a podcast called the fearless storyteller right like we learn somewhere along the line growing up and culturally that it's not okay to be vulnerable and imperfect that we need to be seen as capable and amazing and strong but perfect yeah in doing so have and any of you felt that weight of perfection if you have felt it just like let us know in the comments i know that yeah. i am recovering perfectionist so yes <laughs> yeah and like have you like we we see people who are superstars, right? Like these actors and, and songwriters who are famous and, and authors and we're like, gosh, they're perfect. Like that's the story we keep getting. They're perfect. They've got these great products. They do amazing things. We don't see that they struggled for years, you know, or had help along the way to get there. And they weren't just born talented and perfect. Like there's this mythology that we're born perfect at whatever that thing is we're going to do. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Right. I want to say hello to Myrna. Hey, Susan. Good to see you guys here. As you guys have questions or comments or reactions to what it is that we're talking about, definitely let us know in the comments. So like surprise, surprise, we're not born being perfect at the things that we're working on as entrepreneurs. And, and you guys have heard me say this before, but entrepreneurship is like the highway to personal development if mm -hmm. you want to like be faced with the hardest like 
just like a hard journey, but also like the most meaningful and rewarding journey ever. And like learn about parts of yourself that you didn't even know were there and, you know, reach your like your, your edge, you know, your, your like, what is it? Your stretch edges, your like growth edges. Entrepreneurship is going to be a path that is not for the faint of heart, but it is for the, the, like the courageous, vulnerable people. And, and it's going to have you to, you know, it's going to require you to be vulnerable. And you're in, like, I just don't know anyone who's an entrepreneur who's made it without some sort of like story where you've struggled in some way. And so what we're talking about here, it's rather than seeing that as this terrible debilitating thing that like you went through because you had a hard moment, that's what makes you human. And that's what makes you actually more approachable yeah. and something that someone else can see themselves like, oh, they're my mentor and they're human. Like they, they, they struggled. They, they didn't like, they weren't just born and like, I have arrived. Yeah. I am like, you learn from me. Yeah. And I don't know if you have time for you watch like movies and you see like the, all these Marvel movies that they keep coming out with these superheroes. Right. And yeah. Traditionally superheroes are perfect. Right. And they're like strong, yeah. powerful and above us. Right. And these stories that are selling and best-selling stories and, and breaking box office records, they work because we're seeing, we're being invited in to see the flaws of mm -hmm. this perfect person, this heroic person who's doing great deeds mm -hmm. to save the planet, to save people, right? When they're still struggling themselves or they've had past struggles to get there. Right? Mm -hmm. like, and mm -hmm. and that's what sells it's mm -hmm. it's the strength and the struggle mm -hmm. right, that's relevant to the person who's consuming that or talking with you yeah yeah, yeah. so guys your struggles the things that you've been through those hard moments they make you more approachable and they will make you a better leader and i think it also and invites compassion and empathy and all probably qualities that we want to see in a mentor and a leader. Um, right. So super, super powerful. And it's true, like these stories that do sell, we get to see the humanity in these, these strong figures. So super cool. Um, and, and just for, for you guys who are here, you guys know that we speak as to the different pieces of the blueprint. So right here, we're talking about, so telling your story, we're talking a little bit about pillar number three, step number, it's going to be step number four. So this is your content strategy. So uh, you keep showing up. So step number three is your online communities, your online offline community. That's going to be whether that be Facebook groups, uh, your Facebook profile, your newsletter. So in all of these places for step number four is pay as you, you keep showing up in the places where you keep showing up, you want to, when you have a question of like, what's the structure loose? How do I keep showing up? What is the relevant content that I'm sharing? Yesterday during our LinkedIn interview, uh, we talked about there was a ratio uh, that he had talked about in terms of 10% about yourself, 20% about your business, and then it was 70% in terms of like sharing valuable content. I think that, I don't know if that necessarily applies to your, your content, it directly in that in those percentages but i would say like a specific percentage probably around 10 percent is going to be like share about your life uh probably like another 20 to 30 percent is going to be sharing about uh like i i would flip it i would say like 
about 70% is going to be you showing up as a mentor. And then the other one is going to be like showing up your, your lessons that you've gained through, you know, through the journey that you've been on as an entrepreneur. So when you guys have questions about, well, how do I structure the content? This is what we're talking about right here. What do you say? Well, you share stories. You share a lot of stories so people can connect with you. So Ethan, talking about stories, there's this concept of the hero's journey. We're just talking about, you know, superheroes. And so tell us more about the hero's journey and why it's relevant to the world of business. Right. Um, So the hero's journey involves like traditionally uh, it's, there's several variations of the same thing. Um, It was popularized by Joseph Campbell, who was, um, a professor back in the early to mid 1900s and he had a book called the mono myth and he wrote some other things on the topic as well but the concept that all these stories and mythological stories that are popular have something in common and that common thing is what the character goes through and so in in the hero's journey there's somebody who starts in the ordinary world They've got these struggles. They've got, this is the important part. They've got a limiting belief and they don't know it. That's holding them back from being as amazing as they could be. Right. And so everything about the story is about how their limiting belief is confronted. Right. And and so that's called the inciting incident. They leave the ordinary world and they make a choice to leave the ordinary world, but not for the reasons that they think they should be leaving. Right? They're still viewing everything through the lens of this limiting belief. So they've mm-hmm. still got the same worldview, but they've stepped out of the ordinary world with this old view. Mm-hmm. And, and everything that happens after that is this story of struggle to achieve a goal in realizing, you know, they're transformed and they will arrive at this turning point, right? And that's one of the key parts of the business story, right? Is the turning point where you're confronted, you hit that low, you've already hit the low and you have the opportunity, maybe you've met a mentor, You've had some life experiences and you see how your limiting belief, you see it now for what it is and you're clear and maybe you identify a new belief or at least a hypothesis that you can test out and bring back to the ordinary world. And we can see how your life has been transformed by that journey and that shift in perspective, Mm -hmm. right? specific components that make up the the hero's journey so we're we're talking about so there's the so they start in yeah yeah i glossed over it but there's a starting point so they're in the ordinary world and they have a ordinary world with a limiting belief okay and they go on a journey maybe that journey is starting a business so maybe Mm -hmm. you're starting a business Right. Or maybe I started a business because this happened to me. Right. I mentioned earlier, I started a business, but I still had a limiting belief. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I went on this journey and I struggled and I hit a low point. And that low point was I'm running out of resources and I'm going to have to go back to a day job. 
Got it. And and if I don't figure out what I did wrong, I'm never going to get to go on this journey again. Mm. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so this turning point is, oh, look, there's help. There's somebody who understands this. I embrace mentorship and that there is a way and I just, I, maybe I have a missing skill and that I wasn't perfect beforehand and there's nothing wrong with my business idea. I'm just missing a skill. And if I go and learn that skill, mm-hmm. then I'll be set up for the next journey. Mm-hmm. Right. So is it four steps? So there's the, where you start, whether you start, and then with your limiting belief, then there's the low point. Yeah. That's step two. Then there's the turning point. Right. And then there's that key realization that happens within the turning point mm-hmm. that sets you up to return to the ordinary world. And that becomes your high point because you've shifted your perspective. Uh, and things are more amazing now than they were before. Got it. Okay. So as you guys think about your your hero's journey, uh, those are the steps that you can think about as you're structuring the the way that you both understand and the way that you can speak about your story. So when they're... I just point out that that's the core of the hero's journey itself. And when you that's the kernel of the work you'll want to do but then before you package it up yeah for for prospective clients there's an additional couple steps like you create the sandwich so there's like this hero's journey sandwich where you do the additional things for business purposes that are going to position yourself got it got it okay so so as people think of the so they're sharing are they sharing a hero's story that speaks to how they are mentors? But the, is the hero story like the struggle piece of it where you like relate to people? It's like, hey, yes, I'm, I'm killing it now. I'm doing great. Love what I do. I can teach you too, but it wasn't always that way. Here's yeah. my hero story. Here's what I went through. Here's me on the other side and here's how we work together. Exactly. Like- yeah, it's, it's like the cliff notes of your journey in some in, in a piece that's really easy to consume so if you're having a in-person conversation this can be more difficult because you're not going to be able to just rush through all the words in the script you're going to have this authentic flowing conversation right yeah. where you might get interrupted or maybe they're not even the right client which is why you lead out of the gates as strong as possible so that if they are a potential client they'll identify themselves that way by leaning into your story to hear the rest of it. Mm. Okay, Susan, uh, we'll, we'll see you later. Good to have you here. You'll watch on the replay. Awesome, and she says, good content. So glad Bye, to have Susan. you Bye, Susan. Bye, um, Susan. So, all right, so they're, they're gonna be sharing their hero story in that way, in a way that, that sets them up to be a mentor. They're gonna be sharing their, uh, some of their vulnerabilities and some of the struggles that they've been through uh and so okay so are there are there any other components in terms of like the character traits that they should think like sharing about or are there any other pieces that that we should consider as we're working on this like structure of sharing your journey sharing i think the hard part of this is 
when you're starting out or maybe you're at that place like where you're describing where you've got like 10 things that you want to do. So if you have 10 things that you want to do right now and you try to write a hero's journey, there's the, the statement, there's the potential that it's going to be all over the place and that's okay, right? Like do the work, try it out and see how that feels. Um, but it may not be the final step, right? It may be that because every piece, every step of this journey and of this hero's journey statement, this heroic story is yeah. custom tailored to your niche. And I've been avoiding saying that word because when you're listening, you may or may not have a niche right now. And yeah. everybody that I know, including myself, is always evolving or on the cusp of evolving their niche, yes. which bad news, spoiler, that means you'll be rewriting your story over and over as you continue in your journey. That's um, a good pointer to write down, guys. So as your niche changes, and so now we're talking about niche, that's pillar number two of the blueprint. So as your niche changes, and if you do decide, and remember, we, we did a training on niches and why if you want to make money you got a niche down especially at the beginning if you're already flowing in money then maybe niching is like less of an issue but if you want to make money if you're starting a business and you want to make money as quickly as possible niching is so critical and if you guys don't know where that video is just tag me uh, in the comments below and i'll make sure to tag you to that training so what what ethan just said is every time you change your niche that is going to influence your messaging that's going to influence your hero story. That's going to influence how it is that you're teaching yourself. So it like, it's an iterative process. Yeah. I think of it like maybe because I'm just using this metaphor that's really fresh. Cause I just made this wonderful, amazing smoothie before I talked with you. Yeah. So the template, like the form, the structure of the journey is like the container. It's like the blender container. Yes. right or the cup and you're yes. picking the ingredients out before you fill it out or mm -hmm. fill it up you're picking the ingredients so i'm if we're talking about niche then there's a couple components to niche right which is the problem you solve and who you solve it for those are the two ingredients they're going into the blender yeah and then i'm experimenting with mixing it up into this story this heroic story about me that's relevant to the audience of my niche and the problem that I'm solving. Yeah. Right? And so I could easily, I've had versions of my own story and other people's stories where it's all mixed together. Like there's more ingredients in there than need to be in there. There's multiple audiences or there's multiple problems. And yeah. so it's diluting the story or making it or we, you know, it's just not as tasty. Yeah. Maybe you'll still get some clients with it, right? But it's yeah. not it's not so where it could it, be. Keep it a minimalist story smoothie. <laughs> so yeah. keep it keep it simple, especially again if you want to move faster, if you want to make more money faster, you're going to have to keep focused. So, um I figured I, I could show you guys really just like glance. Uh yesterday I was talking to my um, to my mastermind that I've been meeting for about two to three years with, and uh, also heads up, guys. At some point before the year is over, I'm going to be doing a 
like what's my purpose training that I have delivered at like McKinsey and I've delivered at like, uh, I'll be doing that here and in it I'll give you guys some tools for for you to think about like prepping for 2020 and like you know uh, the next decade anyway so every time before the year starts I I, I do like a, a vision board so this was like my 2019 my 2020 it's very sparse. It's very wow. That's so different, Liz. Very different. It's very yeah. open. And I think what I realized, guys, and I think we're talking about here, and the reason that I brought it is focus. You've heard me talk about this before. Pick one thing. Do your pillar number one work. Pick one thing. Make sure it lights your soul on fire, and it's gonna make you money. And focus right like you it, it, and I've talked to you guys about this before it's like you just had a baby right like it's it's a brand new baby and literally I remember when I was holding my niece and she was just barely born I was like yeah sure I got her and then you know I was holding her and you know I was giving her her bottle and then I was I thought like well I'm thirsty and I was just like wait okay so I'm gonna get the bottle here and I was like I can't do anything but hold her that's what it's like to start a business. You're going to have to focus. So if you're doing a gazillion things, just imagine a picture of you holding five, you know, five babies that are just born in your arms and like how like good you would be at like taking care of all those five babies by yourself. That's what happens when you don't focus, when you don't niche, you're like your attention. My love, my love coaches call that leaky energy syndrome, your attention and energy is just being spread out and you're just not going to be as efficient as you could be if you focus. So make space, like focus on the one thing that's going to get you your pillar one life that you have decided that you want and, you know, like, and focus and use the power of story to bring the right people. I, I put another post here, which is like, be the lighthouse, not the tugboat, right? So through story, <laughs> you get to be the lighthouse where you're like, I am a mentor and you position yourself and you're like, I know how to help you. And people, rather than going out there and trying to save them, they see your story, they see your posts, your content, and they are, they are, they, they bring themselves to the lighthouse. They bring themselves to your mentorship and the work that you do. And as a business owner, you're a mentor of one way or another your work that you're doing is providing a solution. And if you're providing a solution, if you're helping people, that is mentorship to some extent. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes you don't even know it, right? Like if you've got more than one focus and you don't realize it or you do, you may think that because I've got these three different elements, three different problems in my story that, hey, if somebody has any one of these three problems, they're going to choose me. Yeah. And instead, what's most likely going to happen is they're looking to see, well, I don't have all three of these problems. So yeah. this isn't me. I'm going to look elsewhere. Yes. You know, it, so you're kind of, when you don't niche, you're kind of actually creating this really small niche, which is the intersection of all these different problems. And you're only going to get the people who have all of them. That is so good, guys. I hope you wrote that down. When you don't niche, you de facto create an even smaller niche. Yeah. Like, so good. 
so good. I've never heard like someone say that, but that's exactly what happens. And that's like why we talk about niching. Like when you don't niche, you actually create a much smaller niche and you make yourself less efficient, less like valuable in, and like, but you're awesome. So, so niche. So we've talked about niching. Uh, I think you guys got the point there. Uh, what do, what are the, you, you mentioned there are the top five things that every heroic story needs to attract your dream client. What would those five things be? Right. So assuming that you have a niche, or even if you don't, you have a de facto niche, right? <laughs> the, the five pieces are, there's the positioning statement. Yeah. That clearly, that's clearly identifying who I am, what I do, and who I serve. And this will be on my on my right. PDF as well. But so also, guys, so they're like on on every interview, you guys are gonna get a gift. So what what I do is, you guys know I I love you guys, and I take it very seriously. Who I bring on to speak to you guys, I don't just bring on anyone. I tell them, you know, like Ethan, whether it was Joshua, you know, Bridget's gonna be here on Friday you are here to provide value to you guys. I, I want you guys to take your business to the next level. I want you guys to launch your business. I want you guys to have, you know, build an incredible, beautiful life and then go pay it forward and then go change the world and make this world a better place. And so all of the people that we bring on, they're going to have a gift to share with you. And so Ethan, as we're talking about this and you're saying like, this is going to be included in your gift. Can you share a little bit about what your gift is? Yeah. So I've got this PDF. It's called How to Be the Hero of Your Business um, Without Turning People Off. Yeah. And I think sometimes we're afraid to brag about ourselves. Yeah. Um, because we perceive it will turn people off, or we know other people who are pushy, and and yeah. we just turn away even if they had something valuable to share. So, yeah. um, by learning the heroic journey in an inviting way, you can you can do all the bragging you want and feel good about it and not turn people off. So if you guys want to learn how to talk about yourselves in a powerful way that positions you as an authority figure, as a mentor, without turning people off, then I want you guys to write in the comments, heroic story. So if you guys write heroic story, hashtag heroic story, I'll follow up and I will send you the link for you guys to get the gift. So that's how you get your gift. And again, you're like, Every, every person that I bring on is going to have some sort of gift to share with you guys. Uh, and Ethan, we're so grateful that you're, you're, you put that resource together and that you're sharing yeah. that with the amazing community. You're welcome. My pleasure. And so this will be on there, but I know you're asking about the five elements. So one was the positioning statement. Yes. Right. And so that's really your niche statement. Um, number two is your low point in your story that's clear and vulnerable mm. but but it's targeted to your niche right it's it's mm. it's your low point that's relevant to your ideal client mm. mm -hmm. yeah yeah so next is the turning point okay right okay. which is the part that includes the key realization that is positioning me as the right mentor for my potential client's transformation. Mm. It's that turning point with the key realization. Okay, so turning point is the key realization. And in the key realization, 
it is it, is it to some extent what what sets you out as being different from all of the other mentors that are out there yeah it's really an important piece of the niche because your realization may not be topical to everybody who has a problem somebody might have a problem an external problem it's, that appears like it may be part of your niche there may be different reasons factors that contribute to why they're having a block or they're struggling mm -hmm. and so it's kind of a deeper layer of niching right to to be mm -hmm. that clear and explicit say hey i was missing this and now i understand this and somebody might listen uh -huh. to that and go oh that's not what i'm pro that's not my problem at all i've got that and yeah. that's that's great but yeah. it's just one more way that you're becoming even more valuable to the person who is your ideal client to the right people yeah. because for them it's going to be an urgent problem mm. they, they may even recognize as you tell the story for the first time they may realize that hey that might be what's holding me back and they might have curiosity to explore mm. that which is why you're getting closer to propelling into a conversation with a potential client so you mentioned something and I think it's really powerful. Um, you mentioned the urgent problem. So in step number one, we have the positioning statement clearly identifying who I am, what I do. And is this where, where we introduce the urgent problem? Well, you've got the urgent problem in the positioning statement, but what you don't have is why you have this urgent problem. Mm, mm. Like what's really going on? You yeah. kind of have this like, almost like this headline that invites more curiosity about, is this why I have this urgent problem? Interesting. And so is the, is the elaboration of then the urgent problem, does that happen in step number two, the, your low point? The turn it's in the three and the turning point with the realized key realization. Cause it's uh, that key realize. Yeah. It's okay. the key realization that helps me, helped me figure out how to overcome the problem that Got limiting it. belief. Got it. So as you guys are thinking of your content, again, so this is pillar three, step number four. So as you guys are thinking of your content strategy and the stories that you're going to be sharing, so again, you're making it relevant to your, to your audience, you're making it relevant to your people. You are positioning yourself as a person of authority. You are going through your low points. Uh, you then talk about, it's almost like your lessons, your, your takeaways in a way that um, so your turning point, but in a way that shares, I, I, I guess like it adds a component of urgency, right? Like it adds a like, mm. this is something that you're not getting anywhere else in terms of this perspective. Uh, and this is why the only person that you can get the sort of mentorship from is me. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And for, and for your right client, your ideal client, like you're going to be hugely valuable to them. And yeah. for somebody who doesn't share that problem, they may be like, cool, well, maybe I'll work with you because I don't know anybody else. Yeah. But they're not going to, their money concerns, con their money concerns are going to come up much sooner because they don't necessarily, they're not really convinced of the value that it's for them yet. Mm. Okay. So what we're hearing here is that your hero's journey actually helps people be convinced of the value that you provide to them. And as, as we talk about content sharing and your content strategy, 
Like it has to be about them. I've talked about, about this before. I don't, I don't know, because uh, this is a new group. Um, I don't know to what extent I've shared this with you guys, but <laughs> if you're building a business, I definitely share this in my online course. Um, if you're building a business, you can't build a business around ego. You can't build a business around you. Business has to be one of the most like service-based things you ever do. If you're making it about you, you're, it's, you're just making it harder. Business has to be about them. And so as you're thinking about the content that you're sharing and this story, it can't be to just make you feel good about yourself. You need to be, I think as we're doing all of this, like the bigger question is, how am I serving? How am I providing value? Yesterday we talked about how are we providing value? How are we being better listeners? How are we engaging in human to human connection, right? So like, how are you providing value and making it relevant to your pillar two audience in your sharing your story? Not just because like you like to hear the sound of your voice, but because you're actually, you care about them. You care so much about them that you're, you, you know, you are comfortable with making yourself a little bit uncomfortable talking about your, your accomplishments, but in a way that like you want to help them, right? You want to transform, uh, help them transform their lives. So awesome. So that's the urgent problem. Step number three, turning point, your realization. What's step number four? That's the high point that shows exactly what my ideal client most desires. So, okay. and that's reflected in my own life and what I have now. So I'm mm -hmm. kind of restating, I've come back to the ordinary world with my key realization and fast forward you know, happily ever after, or good enough ever after. I'm still growing. I still struggle, but I have the tools right, yeah. and support that I need to keep going and growing. Yeah. Whatever it is that your client yeah. most desires, you're stating that about yourself. Okay. Um, in a way that reflects what, what people want. Got or at it. least what your valuable client wants what your valuable client wants. So stating your high point of what right. you have achieved in right. a way that's relevant to your high value client. Right, and so for us, maybe that's, I am not, I don't have to work a day job, right? Like I am making a living, right? Doing what I love every single minute of the day. I don't dread Mondays anymore. I love Mondays. Amen. Right. Right. And I love Tuesdays. And when people go TGIF, I'm like, really? Well, okay. Yeah. 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 You know, and I love my family too. And that's part of my dream life. And so for me, if I'm being even more niche and specific, I'm talking to people who want to work 25 to 30 hours a week and still be work doing what they love and not working a day job. Right, just raising the bar one more that I have enough time for my own nourishing my own time and energy and connecting with my family and myself. Yeah. Yeah. And, Guys, uh, and, and yeah. this is my high point, right? Like I'm saying, this is what I've got. Do you yeah. want this? Right. Like, does that sound good to you? Yeah. Work and 25 hours a week and do what you love. Absolutely. In the world of entrepreneurship, yeah. more doesn't equal more. It like sometimes it does, but it's not necessarily the rule that more equals more. Sometimes less is more, which is why niching is more, which is why, you know, like getting rid of any distractions is more, which is why you're like your 
morning routines, like all these things that you do, getting focused, getting disciplined like, is more. So it's not just clutter that is more that brings you those things that you want. It's actually getting really defined as to the things that you do want to have. And so if you guys do want to have that sort of, you know, 25 to 30 hour work week while you like do, you're not working the nine to five. I think for me, a huge motivation and doing this work that I'm doing and like the, the digital Titan movement is exactly that. Like, I want you guys to build the, your dream life. I want you, if you guys want to have location independence, to have, you know, time independence, you know, financial independence and freedom. Uh, and there, like, this is why we bring people on like Ethan to share business resources. You get to know that more doesn't necessarily mean more. Sometimes less equals more. You have to have the right strategies and the right mentorship and the right tools that are there. Yeah. And so that's the high point. What about step number five? That's just bringing it home. So it's kind of like wrapping it all up. Bring it home. Why? I'm the right mentor for my ideal client while being simultaneously powerful and approachable. I mean, it's just mm -hmm. kind of this subtle reinforcement of how I opened, which I opened with my positioning and I'm closing with repositioning myself. Oh, uh, okay. okay. So, right. So it is, I've started with, right. I've positioned myself in the middle. I've deepened my positioning by mm -hmm. highlighting my key realization. And then I'm showing people what's on the other side of, of doing that work and then inviting people like making myself approachable for people to work with me. So people have basically decided by this point, hey, I want what he has. This is the problem I have. I think he could help. Is he actually going to ask me, you know, or is he, you know, is he open? Is he seeing clients? Maybe he doesn't work with people at all, but this is his story. Like, mm -hmm. how do I signal that, that mm -hmm. I told you the story, but actually it is about you and I can help you. Mm -hmm. versus I have this don't bother me right like maybe a Hollywood actor would be like yeah my life's good here's my story now yeah. go don't go buy my books go to my movie but yeah. leave me alone right yeah you know how do you know without being clear that you're actually helping people so where do you share the like this is how you engage with me piece yeah and I I'm personally a little more subtle about it, right? Like, so I use this as a time to reinforce that my struggle, you know, I'm not perfect. I won't reinforce that I'm not perfect, but, you know, here's my why. I, actually, this is where I kind of plant my why flag, my purpose flag. At and in, in five, I, this is personally, because you can play with this, but I personally plant my why, my purpose flag in a way that's, inviting others into my why like making it clear that one of my core values is that i want to do work that benefits others right? and so my final sentence is that's why i do the work i do because i don't want anyone to give up on their dreams mm. Mm. Right? so i'm being inclusive yeah and, yeah and showing yeah. that yeah so I want you guys to think about, so we went through the five, the five steps. So positioning, uh, opening up with a positioning statement that sets you out to be an authority figure uh, and attract your, you know, so you, you're 
who am I? What do you do statements? Uh, your niche statement. Step number two, you have your low point. So a low point that's targeted to your niche, deepening your positioning. Step number three, you have your turning point, which is your realization, your learnings, your, your ahas, your takeaways, the things that you gain from the journey uh, yes. and to the, to the urgency of the problem, right? Like a perspective that lets people know like, oh my God, that, that is something that I need uh, in my life. Or that that is a problem and like wow i do feel like that is a problem for me that needs to be solved or that needs to be addressed yeah. step number four your high point so you are going to be sharing where you're at the things the sort of the life that you're able to live the good things the benefits of you know the, the journey that you've been on and then step number five is you're bringing it home closing closing with your repositioning you plant, I love that. You plant your why, your purpose. I think that in a way that's very inviting. And yeah. as you guys see this structure, this is really helpful for all of step number four for pillar three. So this is helpful for video posts. This is helpful for written posts. As you think of like your newsletter, as you think of blogging, there's multiple ways that you can engage with content online and offline. And, you know, even conversations, you guys can share this structure of the five steps through conversations with people you can share them in actual there there's a, a, a such a thing called a story post for facebook you can use the structure to share your story posts if you guys go to my facebook you see a lot of story posts right it, it's there for a reason guys like it it is there because i want to further connect with the tribe and with, with each of you and it's also there because you know like Ethan and I, we are positioning ourselves as mentors in the space. And so it is, you know, it, it is a way of being the lighthouse, like being the lighthouse through your content and specifically through the way, the way that you share the structure of your stories. And so if you ever felt like, well, you know, I, I hear that storytelling is important. I just don't know how to, how to do it. You have five steps. We just went through five steps. You guys can write this down, save this video you know, take notes, you, you have the five steps. Um, so, and thank you so much for sharing that. Hey, Joyce, hey, Daddy. hey, Katian, good to see you here. Um, all right, so we, you, you shared some other things that you said would be important. So I think we talked a little bit more about how we can position our, ourselves in a way that's strong and approachable, uh, helping your ideal clients see themselves in your story. So we talked about that in the story structure and the five steps we've talked about niching. Tell me a little bit more about why viewing our antagonists, like mm. how and why do we start viewing our antagonists as potential allies? Right. So to, be, to back up and be clear. So in the story, in a fiction story, or you know, oftentimes in many storytelling, whether it's even men, memoir, there's an antagonist, whether it's culture or a specific person, there's somebody who believes the opposite of what you do when it goes to that. So if we think about in the middle, the key realization, that's like your choice. You have this choice. I can continue to embrace my limiting belief, or I can embrace my key realization and flip that around. And an antagonist is somebody who is invested in you sticking to your limiting belief. Oh, that's really powerful. I want you guys to write that down. The antagonist is someone who has an, an what is it? A vested, a vested interest. interest in you continuing your limiting belief. Okay, 
write that down. That was really good. Uh huh. And that's right. And in a story that's convenient because you need somebody to overcome and we view them good and evil. But in our own lives, when we do this powerful transformational work, oftentimes it can feel like we're leaving people behind or other people can tell us it feels like, you know, like they're uncomfortable with the change we're doing because it's yeah. challenging because it's challenging their own beliefs about themselves. Yeah. And if that's true, that means you have a shared limiting belief with these other people. Mm. And in time, by you demonstrating compassion and shining on the other side of this key realization and developing this amazing life, if you're inviting, you're, it may get to the point where those antagonists recognize you as their own lighthouse, their beacon for moving forward and getting what they want. Mm -hmm. So, right. So instead of viewing somebody as the enemy or the villain of our story, it can be, this is somebody that I can help bring along, even if I'm not explicitly in their face doing it. Right. Yeah. I do have a question though. It structurally doesn't help to bring in an antagonist into your story as you're telling the story. Whether it be the antagonist, like the, the idea, uh, like just like bringing in, because we talk about the struggle and like, does it help structurally to, to have, because like people yeah. don't go to a movie and like movies don't make a billion dollars when it's just like, there was this family and they loved each other and they kept loving each other and life was <laughs> amazing and it was great and they loved each other at the end. Like no one's going to yeah. watch so what about like the the, the you know the, the struggle the struggle has to imply that low point in the struggle the more vivid you are in terms of setting and what's around you and what you're feeling right the the more mm -hmm. we're going to get that sense of my life as it is right is the antagonist or my beliefs right the setting there's something visceral that's uncomfortable like it makes it clear that i am uncomfortable in this position yeah right and so mm -hmm. for me right like maybe saying you know i was at one point depending on which story i pick i was divorced in debt and stuck in a soul-sucking job and i felt alone and out of place Hmm. right does it feel like there's some tension there like yeah. is that where i is that where i want to be is that happily ever after mm. mm -hmm. right yeah and and that is my antagonist because i don't ever want to be divorced in debt and stuck in a soul-sucking job again right so i'm going to do everything in my power to grow and learn and develop the skills and tools i need mm -hmm. to achieve the opposite of that mm, okay so we bring in that like the concept of and the antagonist doesn't have to be a person guys it does like it could be just an idea I'd probably recommend it that you're not in, in a business setting yeah yeah um, <laughs> so that would come in at uh, your low point yeah uh, so last piece is so when what are some mistakes that you see when somebody's doing, you know, storytelling for business? They're they're trying to attract their ideal 
you know, target audience, they're trying to increase sales, uh, become more relevant, become a mentor. What are some of the mistakes that you see people make when it comes to using the power of storytelling for business? Yeah, well, I think, I think the biggest thing is when people, and, you know, I did this too, not consciously, but it's part of my lesson and that my key realization is that because I didn't understand or believe in my story enough that mm-hmm. I was leaning on my certifications or my training or my process to do the selling for me. Mm. And so, and maybe assuming that people are inside my head and understand the context of why the trainings I've done are valuable mm-hmm. right? or people who hear what I say, like, Oh, I do transformational life coaching, like my original statement, I'm a transformational life coach. Mm-hmm. Okay. First of all, is that clear what it means? Is it clear what problems I solve? No, it's mm-hmm. just a process. It's a container. And yeah. remembering that we talked about container and we pick our ingredients and put it into the container. Yeah. I never put any ingredients in the container. I just said, bring your ingredients and we'll do some cooking or blend a smoothie. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and that's scary. Like, I don't, maybe I don't have ingredients. I don't know ingredients I have, or maybe I'm not going to like the smoothie that we make. Right? Like, it just leaves the door open to doubt and a lack of clarity around what the experience is even going to be and if there's a good result or not. Yeah. 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 This is the, I mean, this is the one that like 80% of people who are struggling are going to have this problem there. And it may be because, You don't believe that you're amazing and that your story has value. And so you choose to talk about something else or you're not willing or you're not willing to be vulnerable yet. Right. Like mm -hmm. you still believe that you have to be perfect to draw clients. So what would you say to them? Um, Well, take a deep breath. (laughs) And first of all, like I'd say you're doing great and congratulate you on taking this step on either have starting, having already started your business or being thinking about it and just be willing to, even if you don't share it with anybody, do a little introspection and play with this template and this idea of telling a story, even to yourself, because if you show up and believe your own story and feel empowered by your own story, right? That energy is going to carry through. Yeah. You know, even if you haven't shared the that really hard dark place that you were in like people can still get a lot of that energy from you even when without having said it yeah so that that was super powerful and ethan thank you so much for for joining us i want pleasure i want to challenge you guys you guys know i'm i'm not like just the like puppies and roses coach i'm like let's do the work let's show up right i'm gonna i'm here to challenge you guys a little bit or a lot because i want you guys to to create incredible life so my challenge for those of you who choose to to um go through with this challenge is i want to challenge you to write a story post um mm. next in the next week and i want you guys to take a screenshot of your post uh, it doesn't have to be perfect, right? We talked about the five components and like, it's just, it's just, you know, imperfect action. I talk to my clients about imperfect action all the time. Mm. Like action just beats thinking and ideas. There's, there was a quote that I thought was so powerful. It was like, 
a thousand vision boards are not as powerful as one, you know, like knee shaking, but like step of action. So action, not perfection, mm. action. And if you guys want this group to be that, like that space where you can feel safe, post your story post in here. And what, what I, I vow to do is I will cheer you on. I will be like, that was amazing. So courageous. Like I will be there cheering you on and Ethan can be there cheering you on, mm -hmm. but you can post it somewhere. If you, you guys have all the internet where you can post, you can post on Instagram, you can post on Facebook, you guys can post on LinkedIn, you can post on Medium, you can post in your newsletter. But my challenge to you guys is do a story post where you allow yourself to position yourself powerfully, where you talk about some of your struggles, where you talk about the turning point that you went through, where you talk about where you're at now and how it is that you are a mentor and how you do help people. And like, let's, I think, you know, what you talked about, I just, I really, really love that, that, you know, planting the flag of the why and then end with a why and your why is really going to be an invitation. And, you know, through this story post guys, you will be the lighthouse. You will be the beacon and who knows like what, what that will lead to. I know that if you guys do step, you know, pillar three, step four. So the content people are going to start coming to you. That is just like that. It's going to happen. You got to show up. You got to take the first step. So my challenge to you is in the next seven days, let us know in the comments if you are going to do the challenge. I know, I know some of you guys are like, Oh, but that sounds so scary. You guys can do it through a video. You guys can do a video here. You guys can do a post here. You can do a post on your page, wherever you want to do it, but take a screenshot, put it in the comments below for this video. We're both so proud of you. We're acknowledging yeah. you for showing up, for being courageous, for wanting to make this world a better place. Entrepreneurs make the world a better place. So you guys are freaking rocking it. We're just so honored to be here. Ethan, thank you so mm. much for making the time for spending the time for putting together a beautiful gift for this community that we have here of people who are working on either creating a business launching their business growing their business both online and offline using the tools of the 21st century so uh guys that's it for for this interview on friday i do have somebody else coming uh to to the show she's going to be talking about creating really sexy offers, offers that make you feel powerful and make you feel like you know what you're doing. And you have people like, you know, just raising their hands and being like, I want to sign up for what you've got. So that's coming on Friday. I might do another little like impromptu training uh, in the middle of the week. Uh, but so a bunch of trainings coming your way, invite all of your entrepreneurial friends. And, and honestly, like anyone who just wants to take their life to the next level, it's taking your life and your business to the next level, invite them to the group. Uh, because sometimes I'll do just like life coaching. I can't help but be a peak performance coach. I am both like a business coach and a peak performance coach. So when I do my one-on-one -on -one coaching with my one-on-ones, it's very holistic, right? So sometimes in here, you guys are going to get some just like pure motivation. It's like, let's go. It's the end of the year. It's like the decade is starting. So that will be coming your way. So, so, so grateful to have you all here. To everyone who was here live. We love you guys so much. Ethan, thank you so much. And yeah, until then, have a good day, everyone. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of The Fearless Storyteller. As a reminder, any and all links can be found in the show notes. And if you're enjoying this podcast, will you please consider leaving a review? 
By doing so, you'll be helping new listeners discover the Fearless Storyteller podcast. 